We believe that uh, nationals know best. Sociologists that study us as humans have said that I am different than a Kenyan in 73 different ways. So when Jesus was incarnated as the Son of Man, the Son of God, he took on all 73 different characteristics to make him a Jew, to make him part of the culture that he was found there in Nazareth. We believe it's very important in order for people to understand the gospel, it has to be with their own people. And there's eight billion people in the world and six billion are not followers of Jesus and half of that six billion are not even able to access a church, a Christian podcast, Christian music or anything of the nature. So they're excluded. But media helps us reach them. Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, Thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the valley, CCV has 15 campuses where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith, where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at in your own personal walk, Adults young and old will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. Today, we have an old friend. I'm not talking about like age-wise, but Mike and I have been friends for many, many years. CCV has supported Good News Production International for many years, and they are an organization that does incredible things. In fact, if I think about just their name, you know, many corporations and companies have a name and they tell you you their name and you still try to figure out, well, what is it that you do? Not so with Good News Production. International. They literally produce good news internationally. And they've done that from the beginning and still continue to do it today. They're one of the few organizations that try to stay not necessarily on the bleeding edge of technology, but certainly on the leading edge. So coming from a history of where they were flannel boards and film strips and at the very beginning stages to the point where they are now has just been an incredible journey. You can also check out a previous episode with Mike. We uh, did one back, oh, about a year and a half ago. So check that out and uh, you can find out a little bit more about the history of, of Good News Production International. We're not talk too much about that today, but we will we will certainly let you know what it is that they do. Well, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. Always good to be with you. I'm excited about missions in the future and where it's going. We certainly have our job cut out for us um, as missions, people, missiologists, whatever you want to call us. We have one goal, and that's to make sure that the gospel is heard and proclaimed around the world. Tell us a little bit about good news. Give us a little history. Well, maybe a little bit about your family because you've got such a committed family to Christ. Carolyn, his wife, is involved in the ministry as well, so you can talk a little bit about that and uh, just give us up to date about good news. And what I really want to talk about today is some initiatives that you've got going on, which is 
really incredible. I mean, some of the, the goals that they have for the future, they're move-the-needle kinds of things. Well, thank you, Larry. Yeah, a little bit about ourselves. Uh, we left in 84 for the country of Kenya and served as missionaries for 20 years and uh, moved back here in 2003 and have been here now 20 years involved in ministry. My wife, as you said, Carolyn, is involved in a PRC, Pregnancy Resource Center Ministry, operating three of them out of Joplin, Missouri, where we live, and uh, is involved in incredible ways and not only of the sanctity of life issues, but also in human trafficking and training of cyber um, crimes against uh, women and training of young children to be aware of bullying and dangers there. Just has 10 different ministry avenues there. So she's a wonderful lady and very busy training other uh PRCs to do the same. So she's not here to be with us this week, and she's a busy lady doing lots of great stuff. But after our 20 years there of church planting and so forth, yeah, I had the opportunity to join in a full-time basis, uh, GMPI, Good News Productions International, as you mentioned. Uh, we're knocking on 50 years of ministry, wow. and uh, so we're really excited about that anniversary coming up. And so what we do basically is create media to share Jesus. And so we're use, as you said, the technologists of today to deliver good news internationally around mm -hmm. the world. And so from our cultural experiences as church planters and discipleship makers uh, in Kenya, we saw that media has a real way of helping in the recipe of bringing people to know who Jesus is. And so as the son of a farmer, I really like what media does mm -hmm. in creating the ability to deliver economically a lot of gospel seed quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we do. And uh, so right now we have uh, 27 media teams in 17 different countries. And these teams are on three different levels. Some of them have 10 and 12 people that have a full-blown studio. Some of them are just two or three people working out of a church office. And two or three are where they're just working out of their home as entrepreneurially half and part-time folks. But together, they produced, Larry, about 2,800 pieces of media last year that impacted over 52 million people just on YouTube and Facebook alone that mm. saw something in their language. And then they clicked after they watched it to go, what else can I do? What else? can I consume digitally to help me move the needle, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, in knowing who Jesus is. So as a result of that, we had over the last couple of years, we've been averaging nearly 2,000 people that we believe have become followers of Jesus and a result of having a lot of the media that we produce be a major part of their spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. So we hand them off. We find them out there in cyberspace, walk with them, talk with them, and then eventually hand them off to churches in India, Kenya. Philippines, and other places around the world. So that's what we do with CCV's help. So you've got these teams that's out there, and, and uh, these are teams that you've trained to do video production. Right. And so you'll produce some content locally. It's not all Americans acting out. Nope, this is actual indigenous people who are now in front of a camera that uh, can be seen. How is that content delivered? Is it TV stations, movies? Uh, how's that? Work? Great question. Uh, backing up first, yeah, we believe that uh, nationals know best. It's yeah. one of our mantras. And uh, sociologists that study us as humans have said that I am different, uh, Larry, than a Kenyan in 73 different ways. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus was incarnated, as the Son of Man, the Son of God, he took on all 73 
different characteristics to make him a Jew, to make him part of the culture that he was found there in Nazareth. And we believe that was very important for the Son of Man to do. Mm-hmm. We believe it's very important in order for people to understand the gospel. It has to be with their own people. If you're going to reach Muslims, you have to work with people who used to be Muslims. Mm-hmm. If you're going to reach a Buddhist, you have to have people who now were in that worldview and now know Jesus more clearly. And so what we do is work with those nationals and, as you say, we train them, empower them, and then allow them to create the messages. And once the messages are created, we're distributing them in a plethora of ways. In Ukraine, that may be digital and print material that's actually in the trenches as they're going through war. Uh, in the uh, area of India, on the other hand, we may have a church service that has been uh, put on. It's called Hindi Church Online that has been going since COVID for three and a half years. And we have between 400 and 500 K, that's mm-hmm. 450, 500,000 every Sunday that are watching that service. And then we have a follow-up number that they can call. And then we have follow-up people that then counsel and advise and give them spiritual content, whether that's a New Testament or wanting to know more about, particularly from Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that really speaks to the Hindu mind about Jesus, the great guru, whatever it takes. So it will be uh, print material, digitally delivered stuff. It may be on cable networks. It may be Facebook posts. It may be on YouTube, Vimeo downloads. You name the kind of media digitally, and we're probably involved in it somewhere. Well, I, I can't emphasize enough the importance of having that done in country. I, Mike, I don't think I've ever told you this before, but you actually formed a lot of my worldview. And I learned a lot from you early on as I was getting into this whole space of missions back in the, oh, it was the, I think it was early 2000s. I was just come out of uh, the corporate world uh, with a heavy emphasis on leadership training. And and you remember when you asked me to go to the Sudan with you? I and, do, sir. And yes, we sir. went to the Sudan and we were going to do a little leadership conference to the Sudanese there, the pastors there. And you asked me to speak. And I, and I said, well, what do you want me to speak about? And he go, you said, well, whatever the Lord tells you, Larry, whatever the Lord tells you. Well, I did, uh, except I'm not sure the Lord told me this now, looking back. But but I got up and I had well prepared this leadership lesson for these uh, Sudan pastors. And um, there was probably 20 or 30 of them, and they were all very listening very closely. And I went right into my leadership lesson. Um, and I could tell after the first five minutes that this is not working. They were looking at me like I was you know, from some other planet. The first mistake I was making was using euphemisms and, and idioms of, the, of, of America. I remember this day of, of, of uh, talking about finances and telling them that, you know, after all, money doesn't grow on, cre- on trees. And they stopped and they looked around at each other and they all immediately went to the window and was looking for a tree to see if there was money growing on the tree. And so I realized how stupid I was in not being culturally aware of some things. And so um, anyhow, it, it all worked out okay. I learned a lot during that trip. And the other thing I learned on that trip was a little bit about um, 
uh, community uh, health evangelism and when helping hurts, we were going up this this trail, this hill, and uh, we were in a pickup truck and Mike was driving and I looked over and there were all these kids uh, pulling up this uh, uh, firewood. They had them on their back and they were headed up the hill and we had an empty pickup truck. And I said, Mike, why why don't we pull over and give these kids a ride? And he looked at me and he goes, okay. And he fully knew what he was going to do. He pulled over. We got out of the truck and went over to the kids and asked them if they want to ride. And, of course, they did. And Mike said, that'll be 10 shillings, please. And so he was actually going to charge these kids. And I looked at this man thinking, does he not have a heart? And we literally got back in the truck and went on because they didn't have any money. And I asked him about it, and he taught me that day that – if you don't teach these people that nothing is free, that they need to have to work and pay, they'll continue to live this way. And uh, so I learned my first lesson in uh, when helping hurts. I don't think I've ever told you that. Well, at any rate, I know that you've got a lot of initiatives going on right now. And what what's one of the biggest things you've got? going on? Well, one of the biggest, uh, that would be Mission 15, but I'd like to just talk about two others and then we'll get to the other one real quickly. One is uh, here at ICOM, we're going to be talking, I'm going to be visiting with uh, a Kenyan pastor that's a dear friend of mine from our years in Kenya named Dennis Okoth, and he's uh, have a story of stories, Larry, because when he became a Christian at age 20, his father poisoned him Mm -hmm. because he didn't want him following this quote-unquote white man's religion. And Dennis survived the poisoning. He still carries around the effects of that poisoning with high blood pressure and partial paralysis on his left side. But Dennis has survived and has become a church planter, missionary to Sudan, the very rare area that you mentioned. Dennis has planted churches there in Sudan as a Kenyan um, and has done a, a host of other things as an elder, a statesman, and so forth. And so it's Where the River Divides is the name of the film that we did in conjunction with CIY, and we're highlighting that tonight. I'm going to be interviewing him on center stage about that journey and uh, about that trauma. And then it'll be shown, actually, here at ICOM on Saturday at 2 o'clock. The other thing that we've been involved in is a three-year program to go ahead and do what we call uh, 100 Lights, where we want to create, just like CCV wants to create more uh, emphasis and influence in the valley in terms of uh, satellite uh, churches and so forth, uh, we see our media discipling taking a similar route in that we train more nationals online of how to use media as simple as their phone and learning how to be an influencer for Jesus Christ uh, with that phone in a host of different languages all around the world where missionaries can't go. We can train local people who can do gospel seed preparation and do influencing. So Where the River Divides, Nomad Academy, 100 new teams in the next three years. But the big, big, hairy, audacious goal that we feel God has given us, Larry, is what's called Mission 15. And it's our plan over the next seven years to go ahead and deliver 1 billion, that's with a B, 1 billion gospel invitations over the next seven years. 
people that hear sermons and so forth may be aware in their church experience that at times there may be what they call an altar call, or there's that last couple of minutes that wraps up and says, now, if you have a decision to make, there's counselors there, there's people to talk to you, and it's that invitation, just like Jesus said, come follow me from Mm -hmm. the fisherman. Mm -hmm. It's that preacher saying, come talk to us, come, whatever, make that decision. So we want to do digitally that altar call a billion times. And Larry, the billion number really sunk in for me when we felt that was the number God gave me when uh, I read this way, a million second old individual is somebody who's 11 days old. A billion second old individual is 31 and a half years old. That's the difference between a million and a billion. And so our goal is a billion. And there's 8 billion people in the world and 6 billion are not followers of Jesus. And half of that 6 billion are not even able to access a Christian, a church, a Christian podcast, Christian music, or anything of the nature. So they're excluded. But media helps us reach them. You know, Mike, I the billion number scares a lot of people because sometimes they think, a billion, that's uh, realizing how big that is. Uh, how in the world are you going to reach a billion people? But you have this, you have created this, this, un, this very creative way to make that possible. Yeah. And um, I, I want to, as usual, we will include um, Mike's information and uh, Good News Production information in our show notes. And if you go to goodnewsgnpi.org, uh, that's gnpi.org. PI.org. It'll be in our show notes and go to the website. You can read about these initiatives that uh, Mike and his team has got going on right now. And, but, but particularly look at the mission 15 um, project because it shows you a way and it's so simple. Explain the 15, 15, sure. 15. Would happy to. So we're saying that God wants us to pray. And so we're saying, uh, if you join the movement, a mission 15 movement, would you sign up and simply pray 15 minutes a week for lost people in your community and people in Pakistan and around the world? 15 minutes, Larry. And we have a prayer video guide that will keep us focused. Because if you're like me, I have a little bit of this ADHD kind of, oh, I think of the shopping list I have to do. I think about uh, what else got going on, and I don't stay focused on praying. So this video guide will help you stay with that 15 minutes, 15 minutes a week praying specifically for lost people. Secondly, $15 a month to GMPI so we can produce the seeds, produce the content in local languages for people Mm -hmm. to reach that billion number. And then finally to say, hey, if you're part of this movement, you don't get a pass just Mm -hmm. because you're praying or because you're giving that you in the valley of uh, there in, in Phoenix greater area or wherever you're listening to this podcast, you don't get a pass. You as a follower of Jesus are supposed to also share your faith. Mm -hmm. You're also to share. And so we're saying, would you do just share twice a year for the next seven years for a total of 15 times that you're sharing that's twice a year that you're sharing your faith with people in your community. So pray 15 minutes a week, give $15 a month, and share up to 15 times over the next seven years your faith, Mission 15. Yeah. And I actually got my phone out and was going to go to my calculator to try to calculate what that actually extrapolates out to, and uh, I, I gave up because it it's clearly possible 
to for 15 people to do 15 people to do 15 people and you do the math on that a billion's not out of the out of the question at all the other thing that is interesting is this is really a test and actually um i wouldn't call it a test but it's a challenge what mike just described is what we were are called to do as disciples we're not only called to be a disciple we're called to make disciples. And this is really tracks right along with the disciples making disciple concept and movement that we're all asked to do, um, not only asked to do, commanded to do by our Lord and Savior. Well, Mike, uh, I know you've got some other things going on. There's some, there's some really creative children's stuff that you have uh, created over the years that really talk about uh, Bible stories like Noah and Zacchaeus and Goliath. Uh, those are like first-class animations, and um, you can check that out on the website uh, as well. How is that going? How is that project going? It's called Amazing Stories, and it has been an amazing ride, Larry. Uh, yeah, so we actually had uh, the animators from the country of Indonesia. Mm. Uh, the quick story about that was is that the guy who ran that animation company was a graduate uh, of a Christian university back in Oklahoma, and uh, he didn't know what to do with his life, so he went through the office of GMPI before he went back to Indonesia, and it was there that he said later on, we found out, had this epiphany of what he felt God was calling him to do. We went silent. He went dark for 25 years. Fast forward, we're going and looking for an animator. We come across the same individual, now 25 years older, mm -hmm. and he's saying, oh my gosh, I'm like Joseph that's been sent ahead of you guys. He said, please, look in my backyard. And here he was showing us from where he runs his company. He had a globe miniature of the big globe that we have in our front yard of our office. He had built a smaller rendition of that because of honoring that he felt God had spoken to him mm -hmm. when touring our facility, unbeknownst to us, 25 years earlier about what he was supposed to do. Now he was using his animators to make these 20 stories, as you said, fully animated, 10 from the Old Testament, 10 from the New Testament, mm -hmm. of a new angle on an old story. So basically, for example, the story of Jairus in the New Testament, Jairus is running to Jesus because his eight-year-old daughter is almost to die. She winds up dying. Jesus goes up and heals her. We start the story with a mother doing the dishes and having her daughters get ready for bed, and Grandpa is going to tell a nighttime story. Fast forward, the curve, the twist in the plot is that Grandpa is Jairus. Mm. Grandpa is telling the story of when Mommy was raised from the dead uh -huh. to her own daughters, his own granddaughters. Yeah. Now, that is a little bit of creative license. But it could have happened. Yeah. Because when Jesus heals people, they live a long time. She probably did get married. Imagine talking to her, to her fiance and saying, well, she's really going to be valuable because she's been to heaven and back. Yeah. As an eight-year-old. So these are the kind of curves that we have in these children's stories. We develop them for particularly the Muslim mindset. So the, uh, Phone is right now the number one global nanny. So when mom is busy putting away the groceries, when dad is coming home and tired and needs just a breather still, they put what? Something on the phone for the kids to watch. Well, we believe a lot of Muslim ladies that are more secular will say, well, I know about Noah. I know about some of these prophets. It can't be too harmless. And so they let their children watch these animated stories from the Bible. And then the kids start asking questions. Mommy, mommy. Is, is this what we hear in teaching? And is this really true from this book, the Bible about? And it begins this process, what yeah. we call the, gnome, the uh, 
uh, McDonald effect where they're really after the mom and dads and the pocketbook, but they go ahead and create the Happy Meals for the children. So we're creating the Happy Meal in the animated media for the children, but really going after the whole family with yeah. the message from the Bible. So good, so good. And and obviously the phone, the handheld device, is really the main way you're delivering a lot of this content. That's you right. no longer have to have a computer that you click on. Uh, everyone has a phone around the world anymore. And so it's it's really, uh, you're on the, the leading edge of, of being able to proclaim the gospel, uh, really really obeying the, the great commandment, not only Matthew 28, but the other scripture and the other five scriptures in, in the New Testament and that talk about uh, what we should do uh, as, as, as believers in fulfilling the Great Commission statements and verses that are, in, that are in scripture. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us today. I guess the last question is, if you had one thing to leave with us, to our listeners, what would that be? Wow, Larry, I guess as a guy who gets to travel the world, mm-hmm. a son of a farmer from Illinois, totally unworthy, I know that in the many churches I visit in the U.S., there's just kind of, since COVID, a, a, a cloud of discouragement and, and feeling, are we winning? Mm-hmm. Is the kingdom really advancing? And I'd just like to encourage your listeners, our listeners, that what I see in the world today, we are winning. We have a big hill to climb, but the kind of disciple-making movements, the kind of tools that God has put in the church hand redemptively of using our phone and using the internet and using social media platforms, there has never been a time in history where we can be more effective as Christians, even in our in the comfort of our own home and reach around the mm-hmm. world. So be encouraged. God yeah. is on the throne. He has not been shocked by COVID or its effects or the wars and rumors of wars. He is doing amazing things. And I'm seeing that fruitfulness. We may not experience it as much as uh, other places in the world, but be encouraged. God is on the throne and his church is growing. Well, thank you for that, Mike. Uh, the, the church needs that encouragement right now, and we will continue to pray for you and your team and Good News Production as you continue to spread the gospel around the world, producing first-class, world-class content that the, our Lord Jesus Christ deserves and has given you the resource to, to produce. Well, thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church missions, where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments. <laughs>